Question number three. What is the second property of it? Answer. The second property is that it is everlasting and abiding to all generations. Psalm 105. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Isaiah 25.1. O Lord, thou art my God, I will exalt thee. Thy counsels of old are faithfulness and truth. Several theological realities that come together here. One is the tension between the sovereignty of God and prayer. Because this is another thing that happens when we continue to persist in prayer, especially for us Calvinists, right? Well, God is sovereign, right? He's decreed whatsoever will come to pass anyway. So why am I praying and crying out to God like this if I believe that God is sovereign? And yet the scriptures tell me that I should bring these things to him in prayer. So on the one hand, the Bible tells me that God is sovereign and I believe that God is sovereign. And on the other hand, the Bible seems to be teaching me that I need to persist in prayer. We've even got this parable of this persistent widow. Asking, seeking, knocking. We continue to ask, continue to seek, continue to knock. Pray without ceasing. And so there is this tension there. Beyond that tension, there is the tension of the problem of evil and suffering. Because usually when we're praying like this, when we're praying long and we're praying hard, it's because we're enduring something that's not good. Amen? Last, last time I checked, and it's never been my experience, I haven't been a pastor all that long. Okay? I've only been preaching about 25 years, so maybe it can happen. But I have not yet had a person come up to me and say, Pastor, I've just been praying and praying and praying. I pray till I get tired of praying. And then I get guilty because I'm not praying anymore. And so I start praying again about being guilty about not praying. And then I get back to praying again and again and again. And God's just not answering. Well, what are you praying about? Things are just so good. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I'm asking God to do something about how good things are. Because I just can't take it. That's not when we are persisting in prayer. Generally, when we're persisting in prayer, there's something ailing us. There's something troubling us. There's something hounding us. There's something eating away at us. There's something frightening us. There's something oppressing us. There's something hurting us. There's something discouraging us. There's something confusing us. That's when we persist. And then, if we're not careful, we fall prey to that age-old question. Why would an all-good and all-powerful God dot, dot, dot? Well, in the last paragraph of Exodus chapter 2, I believe we have something that answers these deep theological questions that encourages us in the midst of sustaining prayer, ongoing unanswered prayer. 
that rebukes us as we think wrongly about ourselves and about God and about our circumstances. And that informs us as to what is actually going on and puts us in a right posture as it relates to these kinds of circumstances. In other words, it teaches us how to think about prayer when prayers aren't being answered. 